We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Curtis and Dave draft a best ball mania four team live on the air on Rotoviz Radio. What's up, Rotoviz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Curtis Patrick. I'm joined by Dave Cabin. And Dave, we're almost on the clock. In 20 seconds, we got to We are, sir. We are in a underdog fantasy best ball mania for draft. Dave started it for us. Uh, from the 106, we took Tyreek Hill. We're on the clock in the second round. It looks like some of the high-end running backs are available, Dave. Why don't we go ahead and take your choice of Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley and then we'll level set uh, as we've got a round to talk about our strategy here. Yeah, sure. I'm going to hit draft on Jonathan Taylor. And I'm going to mention that I actually, in my mind, have been considering Tony Pollard in with the yep. with that group of Saquon and uh, Jonathan Taylor as well. So we, we, we've we made our picks here. We have Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill. We were the 1-6 and actually, or wait, the 1-7. And Tyreek Hill went, went later than I have seen him going. So that's why we started off that way, which was pretty exciting. I think we were the one six. Oh, we were. We made okay. Two seven. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, you're right. Uh, yeah. The way the math works with twelve picks, you alternate between the sixth and seventh <laughs> pick in each round, Dave. I'm not sure. <laughs> not <laughs> sure if early. I'm aware of how this that is, works. Yeah. <laughs> this is a nine a.m. Saturday morning show. Dave Correct. And I wanted to fit an extra one in this week, and uh, I think we're both still. Uh, actually, Dave is crushing uh, some sort of chocolate protein drink, um, but we both might need a super, little more caffeine. A super still. coffee here. So oh, this is super coffee. Okay. It's got it's got ten grams of protein, two hundred mg's of caffeine. Okay, so it's more of a, a super caffeine than a super protein. Yes. Um, okay, so so Dave, I mean, we've left ourselves a lot of optionality moving forward. We're about four picks away from the three six going. Tyree Kill and Jonathan Taylor with each of our first two picks gives us a great shot to have a top three player at each position as we start the draft. In the second round here, you know, we, you know, Sean wrote an uh, article recently about double anchor RB. So we could look at, you know, potentially Brees Hall if he were to fall. Um, we also would have the option of going with a really high end quarterback, Mark Andrews. Um, and we'll have to see what type of uh, wide receiver uh, threats we have available. Typically, they're getting cleared out pretty well. And there's a little bit of a lull here in mid round three, at least in the last two weeks or so uh, of my drafts. 
Yeah, that's definitely what I've been seeing. I'm actually kind of interested in going with Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen. Uh, with the way our picks are falling, what I've seen, we could end up getting price out of them and or um, Lamar Jackson. Now, we have Jalen Hurts on the clock here. How do you feel about going that, or do you want to pivot to a running back or a wide receiver? With Brees Hall going the pick before us and the best wide receivers being Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper, I don't want to go that direction. Did Mark Andrews go? He did not. So why don't we try for an Andrews Jackson stack? All right, uh, let's do we it. Can, Andrews alone, you know, now we now we have potentially, you know, three top players at uh, their positions. And I like you suggesting uh, the, the Lamar pick there. Yep. So um, we now have Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, Mark Andrews. We're going to try to get that stack in. And the great thing about this stack, Curtis, would be you're kind of achieving multiple objectives going with this structure. Uh, you're getting one of the top tight ends, which we believe to be important in a lot of the configurations you can do. You're also getting one of the elite quarterbacks, which is proven to be important. And then you're getting a stack out of it as well. So that's why this is, I, I like you mentioning that this is one of the best approaches you can use to start. Yeah. And if you, um, you know, not going double anchor RB in rounds two and three, it doesn't mean that we actually still can't um, anchor in with the second higher end RB. If, Lamar Jackson goes before our fourth round pick here, um, you know, depending on who's there and what Dave thinks about these players, you know, taking a swing on Jameer Gibbs or Joe Mixon or Travis Etienne, I would still consider one of those guys along with Jonathan Taylor. I, I think they're strong enough that we could consider, you know, doing that double anchor RB strategy. Now, Sean Siegel put an article on the site earlier this week, just uh, about two days ago where he did a double anchor RB strategy which is of course is taking two early running backs and then waiting a while in the position if you want to check that uh you want to check that article out it's still at the top of our page on rotaviz.com he ended up going with uh Bijan robinson and Brees hall in the first three rounds there in a draft he did with ben gretch it's a pretty cool article and it's very comprehensive so make sure you check it out dave and i have a different build going here so uh we'll give a, a different type of class here this morning so dave we've got two picks before we're up Looks like Etienne and Mixon are the top running backs on the board. Let's take a look at the quarterbacks and the running uh, and the wide receivers. So we did miss on Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow and Justin Fields are available there. And then at wide receiver, we've got Terry McLaurin's uh, Terry McLaurin and Mike Williams and DeAndre Hopkins, top three available by ADP. So um, you could you could go for a Herbert Mike Williams stack um, yes. as well to try to get that. I'm thinking it's either that or Mixon or Ken Walker. Um, let's go with, uh, let's go with Mixon here and do a double anchor draft. Did we get him? We, we did. did. Yes. And one as we've talked about, uh, <laughs> we got him with one second. His ADP has really gone up and corrected since we first talked yeah. maybe more than it's a month, maybe a it's while. Low, I think. Yeah. It's, it's still low. So I still, um, at this point, Joe Mixon, uh, is the player that's on the highest percentage of my rosters. You still feel good about that. Um, I think that him and Jonathan Taylor really does achieve that dual anchor um, running backs there. So we also have Tyreek Hill, you add in Mark Andrews. And another interesting thing that we could do, Curtis, is when things come back around, Justin Herbert's likely to still be there. A stack that I am interested in is pairing him with his young Future. rookie in Quinton yeah. Johnston. Um, so well, let's another, start loading up our queue a little bit. I yep. like this is about the point in the draft where I start to do that after the first four or five rounds. Yep. Um, I'm actually fine. Let's add Burrow, Fields, Herbert, 
Lawrence and Tua. Uh, Tua there, obviously, because we took Tyreek earlier. Sure. Yep. Um, I really like and that. And at the wide receiver position, um, I don't think that we're likely to pull off a Fields DJ Moore stack, and I don't want naked DJ Moore. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, out, of, out of this list, I love Traylon, you know, um, Kadarius Tony, JSN. Um, even going up higher, if we just want some volume, you know, we can look at Deontay Johnson or Chris Godwin or Marquise Brown. I'm finally like with all of those guys. Um, yep, for know, sure. Dependent, probably least excited about Chris Godwin of that group. Right. So um, I'm yeah. going to say that I think I would like to get a, well, wait. Uh, yeah, because we didn't get Lamar. I wouldn't mind getting a quarterback with this pick um, in that you still have Fields and Lawrence. Yeah, so, so we've got Fields a half around late. That yep. would be a really electric start. Uh, and naked fields is fine. If we went Lawrence, we do have the option of getting Evan Ingram and in a stack there with him later. Yep. I'm fine with either one of these guys, um, Dave. So I'll let you make this pick. I'm excited about both quarterbacks. I think that we're going to go here with um, fields and then come back, try to come back later and get Tua and get our stack with Hill. Love that. So, so let's go ahead and load up um, Cole Komet, Chase Claypool. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm not as excited about um, Darnell Mooney. We could put him in there if his ADP, you know, so sometimes he's one of those guys that really falls in drafts and these half PPR uh, settings. And then, I mean, honestly, I don't even really mind the idea of like putting Roshan on a team with Justin Fields for some of those games where things just go berserk. Sure. So uh, start building out our queue based off of who we've selected here. So um, just to level set through five rounds here. We have Justin Fields at quarterback, getting him a half round below ADP in the middle of the fifth, which I'm really excited about. Um, Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon are the running backs. No bye week issues or compression there. We only have a single wide receiver through five rounds. So an atypical draft for Dave and I, but we've been you know gobbling up value here, just going for elite players. So Tyreek Hill, uh, we took at, with the sixth pick in the first round, and then Mark Andrews in the second round. So, man, this is a really exciting collection we do need to consider how we're going to make up some ground at the wide receiver position so i want to take some really big swings on sure potential uh target volume uh or target market share hogs on their teams as well as guys that you know are really big breakout candidates or could have you know huge spike weeks so um at the top of the queue right now we have hollywood brown uh i think he's the odds on favorite to lead his team um and targets for sure you know he's obviously going to be tied to Kyler Murray there so there could be a little bit of trepidation but if Kyler is healthy for the balance of the season I mean he could really outperform his ADP right now who else is available at wide receiver Dave if we can flip back so we've still got JSN uh, like him there over Lockett or Michael Pittman um, for all the reasons that Sean mentions in his article and that you know the entire site has been talking about this offseason um, Traylon Burks is an awesome pick uh, for a squad like this. If he were to break out, um, really yep. like that as well. So those are a couple of the guys I'd be thinking about with this next pick, which will be the 67th pick of the draft. Yep. So the cool thing here is Tua is still available. I would really love to complete that stack, get him paired up with Hill, which kind of helps to some extent with the fact that we're a little bit lower at wide receiver here uh, in comparison to the other positions. Then we can start hammering wide receiver, hopefully somebody like a Traylon Burks or Kadaris Tony, uh, who I think there's a decent chance would be available. The next pick makes it to us. We we won't need to take to uh, at least until the seventh or eighth round. Uh, his ADP is in the 90s. Okay, so yep. Wait. Yeah, we can wait a couple of rounds here. 
Um, if I heard you call out Traylon, if if that's the pick of these wide receivers that you like the most, and it looks like Hollywood Brown did just go. Yep. Um, so if you are good with Traylon, yep. we could go there, and we might even be able to um, risk taking a wide receiver in round seven and then targeting Tua in round eight. Yep. Yeah. So I, I like that construction. Uh, a lot. And then Traylon, as we've mentioned here, uh, one of those young receivers that we stand to gain a lot of things do work out for him, um, which is really key to look for that type of receiver in this build that we currently have. Um, so Justin Fields, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill, Traylon Burks. Uh, to kind of level set here, the running backs that are available to us at this point are guys like Cam Akers, uh, if, Pierce if, if Cam Akers slides to the seventh here, I, I would feel like, I mean, I would almost be willing to go hyper fragile here. Yep. Um, so yeah, let, let's add him, um, yep. for sure. Yep. Uh, beyond them, you got like David Montgomery, Rashad White, James Connor, uh, Pacheco, Dalvin cook. So that's the caliber of running back that's available. Uh, just to check in on tight end, you still have guys like Dallin Goddard, uh, or Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller, Evan Ingram. Wow, Darren Goddard, we want hell of a tight end, Curtis. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then at wide receiver, um, we've got Kadarius Tony at the top of our our board. You know, obviously we're going to take some upside swings at receiver here since we waited a little bit to start collecting them. George Pickens um, is a guy that um, many on the site are high on. Um, we could add him to the queue. Elijah Moore. Uh, is also another interesting pick. And then if we want to maybe take a, uh, you know, alternative view of the Denver Broncos offense a couple of rounds from now, you know, we're writing way more about Jerry Judy, but I'm just really in on the idea that Denver's offense takes a big step forward this year with Sean Payton. And while Judy could certainly hit value at his current ADP, um, you know, there's also many, many paths to, you know, both of those wide receivers and, and, Judy and Sutton um, performing better than they have in the recent past, which would, you know, if, if that occurs, Sutton would be, you know, an immense value uh, at his current ADP. So um, I'm also, you know, open to, to something like that. There's obviously been a ton of beat, right. Uh, beat reports about him being their, their version of Michael Thomas, even though he's not the type of route runner that Thomas is. So sure. Dave, we're on the clock. Yep. I mean, I kind of want to just take Cam Akers here. Let's do it. Um, this is a full round below ADP. And, you know, we've got three bell cow backs here with Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, and, and Cam Akers. No bi-week overlap. So, you know, we can determine to be, you know, pretty risky here at the, the position if we want to go with like a, a 310 type of build at running back wide receiver. So we'll have to see how that plays out. In terms of our queue, Tua still available. Deshaun Watson is on the board ahead of Tua, so we don't really have to probably be um, on high alert for Tua quite yet. We also would have the option in rounds eight and nine of you know trying to, you know, if we wanted to go for Elijah Moore, this could end mm -hmm. up being one of those drafts where all the quarterbacks slide. You know that happens once in a while. Um, so, Dave, what are you thinking here? What what type of player are you looking for in our wide receiver three after Tyree Kill and Traylon Burks? I think I'm looking for a player at this point, uh, a younger player that could sneak his way into uh, a pretty heavy amount of volume. If not them, I'm looking for a guy that's in a pretty solid offense. Uh, so you do have guys like Tyler Boyd, Sky Moore. There's also Alan Lazard, who I've professed my love for this year. Uh, but I 
Oh, Zay Flowers went. Zay Flowers was a guy that's interesting to me because you could see him mm-hmm. taking up, you know, a pretty sizable amount of volume on a good team. One of these young players that we could see a nice early breakout from as a rookie. Uh, so that's the type of guy I was looking for. There's kind of like, you know, two or three archetypes in there, if you will. All right. Well, right now, Elijah Moore is at the top of the board. Uh, he has a recent ADP in the mid 80s. Our pick is at 91. If he were to to fall here, we'd be getting about a half round of value. So I like that as you know potential number two target getter in the Cleveland offense that should be much improved with the full offseason from Deshaun Watson and year two of you know, that whole regime. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think we really do have to go at this position. Let's do a quick check at quarterback because this would be getting to a, around his ADP. So, you know, we do have to have to ask ourselves, you know, how important is this to a stack? I would almost at this point with our build be more inclined to go for the wide receiver, knowing that we're going to be drafting so many wide receivers. There's going to be lots of opportunity to stack in, a, you know, many other different QB twos with yep. some sort of pass catcher on our roster. Yeah, sure. Uh, that that works for me. So at why if we did go well, here, more, more went though. <laughs> ah, so, uh, okay. Okay. I, I would I would go Cortland Sutton here. Uh, if it was me, yep. I'm fine going to a since we lost our guy. Yep. No, that's um, fine. We'll go with with Cortland Sutton here. That that fits into if you know the possibility of that Denver offense taking a step forward, getting that player that could be in a good offense. I think also. Uh, in comparison to that ADP, not only would you get an increase um, in what that offense could look like, but I think it gives Cortland Sutton a chance to really outplay his ADP. Um, I, I still really like Cortland Sutton, believe that he's a good player. So I like this pick. Now we have Tyreek Hill, Traylon Burks, Cortland Sutton for not taking our wide receiver three, Curtis, until round eight. I actually like that group. I think it's a pretty solid trio there. Yeah, we have a lot of touchdown upside with that trio for sure. Let's go ahead and add Russell Wilson to our queue um, as a bailout um, at QB2 when you've got a guy like Fields as a QB1. Don't, you know, Sean, actually in his article, um, we seem to be hitting some points here uh, from his piece, but, you know, he argued that, you know, maybe Wilson is still, you know, if, if you want to be bold, you could consider him a window QB. You know, he would be like kind of that last guy. Yep. Um, you know, what we mean by that is getting two guys before that window shuts, uh, before you feel like you have to take the third. Um, so, you know, that's an option there. We still, we really need to be loading this queue up with some wide receivers though, as we've, we've got about a half round um, to go. Uh, Jamison Williams for a team like this, even though we're going to miss some games um, when you're talking about needing some explosive upside, having waited on the, the position, you know, he's not a, a guy I'm targeting heavily, but on a team like this, I would target him. Sky Moore, uh, Alan Lazard. Um, you could even say, you know, OBJ. Um, we do already have Mark Andrews, so I'm not sure if I want to hit up multiple mm-hmm. pass catchers from Baltimore. But, right. you know, the view I have of that wide receiver core is, you know, we're being charged a premium on Rashad Bateman, um, who has had trouble staying healthy uh, and has no ties to Todd Munkin. We have Zay Flowers, who's a rookie. Um, and then we have OBJ who's had a lot of, you know, fantasy success in his career and actually looked great the last time he was healthy and he's the cheapest of the bunch. Yep. Um, so that's a, that's a perspective. If you want to sell yourself on some exposure to OBJ for a roster. Like oh, this. wow. So Tua went just before things came back around to us. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm thinking that at, at this point, Curtis, I'd like to go with one of the wide receivers. So for me, it's probably Boyd or Lazard towards the top of that list. Where, where are you at? Hmm. We got 10 seconds. 
click back on the tab real quick. Which tab? Oh, yeah. Receiver. Um, Lazard of those two. Woof! Just got it in. All right, we got we got the whole thirty seconds. And and as um, I would say, Curtis, I think in my view here, Lazard actually has a lot of upside because I've talked about how much appreciation I think you could have on the ADP. Um, so even if he doesn't hit all of the molds of those types of wide receivers I was talking about earlier. Uh, I really like getting him into this build here with our uh, four wide receivers that we have now in Tyreek Hill, Traylon Burks, Cortland Sutton, Allen Lazard. All right, let's go ahead and add Sky Moore to the queue. Let's add Rondale Moore to the queue. Um, we could add Darnell Mooney to the queue uh, based off of our Justin Fields. Let's even go later. I'm going to start talking about some of these names. Van Jefferson, I uh, saw you hover before I even said his name. <laughs> Um, Adam Thielen, uh, let's see. I don't really want to get, there's the potential here. Also, Curtis, of one thing, you know, I love Kirk cousins and I think that he's, oh, did he just, he's still around. And then I don't know if a KJ Osborne or Kirk cousins stack has any appeal this season. Um, but that's, that's another thing that's a possibility. I mean, less than before I expect by the end of the season that Osborne will be, um, you know, yeah, pr- pr- pretty firmly entrenched as the fourth option there, rather right. than the third. But we might we might get a September October run where Osborne is still getting more work than Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. and that might help us uh, if there's slow starts from some of our other players. And I do, I mean, I do think that offense is going to have some big games from you know a variety of players because there is so much talent there. But I'm not. I think on this roster, you know, we're saying that you know. Cortland Sutton is going to have a great year. I mean, I would rather two rounds later w- with this build, just wait on Russell Wilson sure. versus Kirk Cousins and, and try to take our wide receiver five and or six before we take that QB two. Sure. Okay. And and just to um, set expectations here, are we taking another running back? Or are we good with Taylor Mixon and Akers? I'm good there if we need to be. Yep. Um, let's see how wide receiver continues to unfold. So you've got Juju highlighted there. He would be a player that, you know, has a potential to 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 really outperform ADP. He's been banged up. Yep. Uh he is a I mean, he's the closest in terms of ADP value to everyone else in our queue. I'm fine going there. Um I, I'm fine going there. So I will say this on Juju. Um, I historically have been very high on Juju. I'm really not a huge fan of him um in the New England offense this year. That said, with the way things fall out at wide receiver, I end up having him on a large proportion of my underdog teams just by, with the way that you can structure things, he ends up falling into a spot that makes sense given that expected volume that you could get. I don't think that there's too much of of a potential for upside, but in comparison to the wide receivers there and then the players at the other position, he ends up being one of those guys that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Now, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and then if we decide that we want to wait till after the QB window, we mm-hmm. have the option of going for to adding Mac Jones and Mike Gesicki to this team. Yep. Um, so if we want to add them to the queue, you know, that's a, that's a late round stack, you know, all guys in the double digit rounds, we could have a, you know, a new England stack there. Um, some other players that I think have the opportunity to really help this squad that could be tied to. Uh, explosive offenses or be the number one or number two target getters on their team. Um, we talked about Van Jefferson. I mean, I think he's the odds on favorite to 
to be second, I mean, certainly the second wide receiver in the pecking order in LA, um, and no worse than third in targets after um, Tyler Higby in the event that Higby really takes another step forward. Yep. That would also give us, you know, a really unique option to then add Matt Stafford later and have a weird Ram stack where you have Akers, Jefferson, and Stafford. So thinking about that potential path, uh, I like the idea if we want to go in on Denver, we can add this here uh, to the queue, Donovan Peoples-Jones to the queue. Sorry, Curtis, you cut out there for a second. Which wide receiver from Denver did you say? Oh, Mims and then DPJ. We Ah, could also add to the queue. All right, we are on the clock. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I like, uh, of these guys, let's hit our cue real quick. I like, uh, I like Jefferson here, Me too. I think, uh, of who's available. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I think Jefferson, as you, as we've highlighted and you just mentioned, you know, stands to gain a lot if you get a healthy Matthew Stafford. I still think that this is a Rams team that could be, you know, a high-functioning offense this year. I like Jefferson, and I feel pretty confident, Curtis, that you get one or two weeks where he makes a substantial contribution to your roster, uh, which is always nice to get with, you know, one of your receivers coming uh, towards the back end of your wide receiver group. Well, I think it could, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the worst case scenario. I mean, if Stafford yep. stays healthy and Cooper Cup stays healthy, that whole, I mean, honestly. That, it's going to be a good offense. offense. Yeah, it's, it's so really tied to Cooper Cup. I mean, if he's healthy, it just opens things up for everyone and you can do so many different things with them. 
I mean, Jefferson could have a, a path to like a Robert Woods, you know, prime Robert Woods Rams type of, uh, you know, minus the rushing yep. um, type type of season here where he's, you know, a solid wide receiver too. I mean, the, the Rams are going to have to uh, keep up with people and, you know, healthy Stafford, healthy cup is worth, you know, double digit additional touchdowns over what the Rams scored last year. And Jefferson, you know, stands to benefit if, if that ends up playing out. So, so yeah, I see you hovering over Tyler Higby. Uh, if we end up wanting to build a Ram stack on this team, I think that works. Yep. Um, did we get those other wide receivers into the queue with Mims and Donovan Peoples Jones? Yep, we did. And I'm, um, I think I missed Peoples Jones here, but I'm uh, organizing our queue so that we have players kind of stacked by position and then our interest in them. Um, the queue, by the way, if you're not using, unless you're, if you don't, if you don't do a million drafts like Curtis and I do, and you're not using some type of drafting tool, just keeping your queue going is hugely important. And uh, I think just makes such a big difference when you're navigating your draft. Yeah. Not even just for live drafts, also for slow drafts, yep. because, you know, if you're doing like 15, 20 drafts at the same time and you're like, you know, it's, uh, two days between picks and you're like what direction was i going with this squad you know that type of thing yep um okay we're at one three six one construction we are at pick 139 i like let's take russell wilson here and then come back and try to get marvin mims later uh this is a fair range for russell yep. wilson all right so i'm gonna clear then uh those rams players out of our queue unless there's anybody that you wanted to keep in mm -hmm. uh we can definitely take stafford out yep uh i think you know, Higby's he, actually a fair, still, fair picket yeah, tight end here value, by himself. Uh, yeah. Any round after this, but you know, we're probably prioritizing other yeah. positions. I mean, it, it probably makes more sense for us to take Cole Komet in yep. that same range as Higby at this point. Agreed. Now, one thing I'm going to, I'm going to talk about here, Curtis quickly is, so you have Cole Komet at a bye week of 13, Mark Andrews bye week of 13. Mm, um, there's your reason for, for Higby, or we would have to go with the, you know, we could cover them both of them up with with uh, Mike Gesicki late. Yep. Um, off of that, though, one thing that I have been been contemplating is with like your um, early picks. There's some constructions where I've actually intentionally stacked two players that have the bye weeks together, knowing that a lot of people aren't going to want to do that and you having some differentiation, which also brings me to another point uh, in a number of my best ball drafts, I've been doing what I'm calling in my mind, like off ADP drafting, which is just to try to get different constructions, being okay with drafting some players far in advance of where they would go from an ADP perspective. So that forced me oh, sure. to build different constructions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not, not being an ADP, um, you know, lemming, I guess, uh, is certainly fine, especially in, you know, large fields like this, um, you know, that, I think that, you know, teams that accrue a lot of value versus ADP are likely to perform well over the course of the season. But, yep. you know, that still may not yield, you know, having the keys to, you know, a, a tournament, you know, right. upside, winning upside uh, type roster. So, OK, we're on the clock and one more pick from now. Um, you know, Cole Komet and Tyler Higby are both there. We we're kind of at a spot where we've got to determine if we want to go. Uh, we Well, we wouldn't have to go naked fields if we had Chase Claypool later. Um, it just comes down to, does it make more sense for this team to just take Tyler Higby so we don't have a bye week issue? And he goes one pick before us, so that all sorts out. Um, you know, 
I'm fine taking Komet. Who else is in our queue, Dave? There's here? Marvin Mims, who I think is kind of interesting. You're getting another piece into that Denver offense. Um, you have Adam Thielen, uh, let's, Donovan Peoples. Let's go Mims. I think yeah. that we have lots, lots more bailout opportunities at tight end and we also have you know the tight end two and all of fantasy on this roster so less urgency there i've also mentioned too how i think that mike kosicki has a has a pretty decent chance of finishing as a low level tight end one um you know so if need be we could always grab him later he doesn't go until tight end 23 uh so as you mentioned there's some options there you know Jawan johnson at tight end 21 i think is still okay as well as dawson knox at tight end 22 so we have some options there uh, I also like Irv Smith. Yes. Um, out of the Bengals offense. Um, there's been some sneaky value in Cincinnati at tight end that we haven't had to pay premiums for for the last couple of years. And Irv Smith, like just from a prospect profile perspective, is far more talented uh, than any of the, you know, prior guys that, you know, were, were giving us some value there and, and Hayden Hurst and CJ Uzama. So um, I, I actually don't mind having another little slice of the Cincy offense to go with Mixon. Yeah, um, as a way to have you know a non QB stack there. Yep. All right, so we're seven picks away. Um, at this point, just to regroup, we have Justin Fields, Russell Wilson at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Cam Akers at running back, uh, Hill, Burke, Sutton, Lazard, Juju, Van Jefferson, and Marvin Mims at wide receiver, and of course, uh, our elite tight end in Mark Andrews. All right, let's go back to running back and see is there anybody that's sliding here that would cause us to want to go off plan with just those three backs probably not yet uh Roshan Johnson still is there I think if we were going to take him we'd want to you know chance it you know that he slides like round 15 or something I think I still prefer getting a tight end two um or another player contributing towards a stack versus um taking Roshan here he, he would be a luxury rather than a uh, for sure a perceived need what do we have at wide receiver so at and wide receiver here. right now from an adp perspective you have rashid shaheed Jaden reed tim patrick uh taekwon thornton carter samuel isaiah hodgins paris campbell john mechie khalil shakir hunter renfro Devonte parker here i'd like to have a piece of the buffalo offense yep. there uh i think that's that's great and then scrolling down i mean we're getting right into that range where uh folks start not getting drafted right um if we scroll back up to the top of that wide receiver queue uh right now by adp we see rashid shaheed Jaden reed tim patrick i think i'm good with our denver stack i don't really want to right you know, go back there again if we wanted um another guy that i think has a sneaky chance to lead his team in wide receiver targets is isaiah hodgins yep um if we want to add him to the the queue as well i think i feel comfortable if we could get two out of the three between Hodgins, Shakir, and Claypool, I feel pretty good about having salvaged this wide receiver room. And then we can piece in some tight end running back and then, you know, potentially even, you know, a, a QB three if we wanted to do that. So sure. Who do you like out of our queue right now, Dave? I kind of like uh, Shakir. Shakir is a round later than Hodgins by ADP. Though. Okay, so then we probably let's go Hodgins, yeah. Yeah, if we want to take a wide receiver, let's go Hodgins. And we are taking him, you know, about a round earlier than normal. But, you know, at this point, we're filling in um, right. the gaps in our roster. So our current construction, Dave, um, is two, three, eight, one. Two uh, quarterbacks being Fields and Wilson. The three running backs being Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, and Cam Akers. 
And then at wide receiver, let's run down this list. Tyreek Hill, Traylon Burks, Cortland Sutton, Alan Lazard, Juju Smith-Schuster, Van Jefferson, Marvin Mims, and Isaiah Hodgins. Um, I actually quite like the way that that group mm-hmm. materialized. Um, we are definitely going to need either Burks or Sutton to hit as a wide receiver too. If we can get that, I mean, I feel pretty good about this. Um, and then we're, we just have Mark Andrews as a tight end one. You know, I, I still think... Even drafting Andrews, he has some flex upside a lot of weeks just because he's such a good player. I still don't mind, you know, within our last four picks here, if we wanted to even double tap tight end as a potential option, I'm fine with it, uh, depending on who is available. You know, we've got Gesicki, um, and, you know, we've got some, you know, really late values that that you could consider a breakout player uh, consideration being Trey McBride. You could look at Jake Ferguson, um, you know, who's uh, – trying to pick up where Dalton Schultz left off uh, in Dallas. Those are a couple options that come to mind if we wanted to go with a third um, tight end after Gesicki, who I think is our our primary plan for tight end two at this point. Yeah, and, and I also think, uh, Curtis, with the way that this roster has been built out, the double tap of tight end, that even adding that third tight end, you still would have some expected uptick in your overall point scoring at the end of the season by adding that third tight end. Um, and you know, one of the things that you get by just having three running backs, assuming we end up with that is the opportunity to get some other interesting players in there at positions late that you might not have exposure to in other rosters. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think those are good points. Okay. So we're on the clock right now. We're in the middle of the 15th round. If we took Khalil Shakir here, um, I'm not sure we can still fit in chase Claypool. Mm -hmm. That's the only comment that I would make. Um, but I want, I really would like to have access to a Buffalo upside. So let's just take him. Let's take Khalil Shakir and see what happens. Yeah. And the, the thing here too, is, you know, a naked Justin Fields is, is fine. Uh, because you know, that rushing production that you could get from him is, has the potential just to be so solid, uh, that you don't have to worry quite as much about a stack with him. I think as, as maybe, some of the options that come just a couple picks below fields uh, from quarterback ADP perspective. Okay, so we've got three picks left to make. Um, you know, if we were going to go with a quarterback, um, I think it would end up being Mac Jones, but I think we would want Gesicki ahead of that. So yep. I think Gesicki at this point our t- as our tight end two would really be the priority. We'd be getting him right around ADP here in the 16th round. Uh, love that opportunity for us. And then we'd have the 17th and 18th round to basically decide, do we want to complete some stacks using either Mac Jones or Chase Claypool? And then, um, you know, if we want that third tight end, we would only be able to execute one of those two stacks between New England and, and Chicago, which I, you know, I'm fine with those outcomes at this point. Yep. Out of curiosity, did Roshan Johnson ever go? He yeah, he did. Dropping a, oh yeah, he ended up dropping a couple rounds um, below ADP. Yep. Uh, it's funny, we kind of, playing chicken with him um, <laughs> uh, there in our queue for a couple of rounds. Yep. And Chubba Hubbard, Jeff Wilson, or uh, oh, Chase Brown. Those are the guys one. available at running back. I want to add an 18th round sleeper at running back to our queue. Yep. Um, from a really high upside offense, Dave, Josh Kelly. Yes. Uh, I week five. He is an awesome RB4 uh, for this type of team. We know Kellen Moore likes to use two backs more than his predecessor and Joe Lombardi. Um, as evidenced by busted Ezekiel Elliott still getting lots of run in Dallas um, to the, you know, as a counter to the electric Tony Pollard. I mean, Josh Kelly was, you know, more efficient last year than he'd been in recent years. 
if we wanted to go with four RBs, I really like him and we won't have to take him till the 18th round. He, he doesn't get drafted in every draft. Yep. Okay. So, um, unfortunately Gasicki goes, um, so at tight end now, Curtis, the type of guys that we'd have available that are in our queue, you have Trey McBride, Jake Ferguson, um, we got Durham Smith who, or Smythe, who I can talk about later that I think is an interesting option late. There's also still, oh, my man, Dawson Knox just went. You have Hayden Hurst, Trey McBride. We could Jelani do the Chase Woods. Claypool. Yep. Uh, Jelani Woods, uh, I think is also, um, yep. you know, interesting. Uh, Trey McBride's like, he's probably the, the breakout candidate here, right? Sure. Um, yep. Let's take him. Okay. So. We have McBride and Andrews now at tight end. Uh, our construction currently is two three nine two, so we have to question here if we're good with wide receiver. Um, I'm really interested in adding Kelly from that Chargers backfield. Um, I think what would help this squad the most is probably <clears throat> pro- it, it, we we just treat Russell Wilson as a window QB because we went in heavy yep. on the Denver offense. Yep. So we're not going to draft the third QB here. We're going to we're going to say that, you know, for this team to win, Denver's going to have to be smoking anyway. Right. Um so I I like the idea of going with Josh Kelly and then um maybe Jake Ferguson uh or let's see who else is available at tight end here again. Um Tyler Conklin, um you know, Aaron Rodgers does seem to to give two or three, you know, pretty big spike weeks from a touchdown perspective to whoever his tight end one is. And Conklin has been pretty productive uh, several times over the past couple of years. I don't think that we have any exposure to the New York Jets offense and they're going to be in some shootouts. Well, we got Lazard. Oh, we did get Lazard. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't mind going in on a second Jets player there. Right. Um, We have some exposure to Miami and Buffalo that gives us some interesting, you know, game stacks, you know, for late in the season. So, why don't we go Conklin here, Dave, if you're cool with that. Yep. And then in round 18, let's take Josh Kelly and, you know, we'll, we'll wrap this thing up with a, a big, pretty red bow. I really like this squad, man. This has been a fun exercise. Yeah, it has. This was one of those fun ones where I think um, we really just let things develop and ended up finding our way into a team that I really like, uh, you know, which is always one of the the fun ways to, to make your way through the draft end up here with some players like Conklin and McBride, who I don't have on a lot of my rosters too. So it's fun to get them in a build here where you're anchored by that elite tight end in Andrews. Um, and so it, we're going to end up with yep. a two, four, nine, three construction. Yep. So while we are waiting to make our final pick, I'm going to go ahead and pull up um, some of our Rotoviz tools. We can do a little bit of a postmortem on this roster. Sure. Uh, in terms of, um, you know, the roster ex- uh, construction explorer, that is one of our awesome best ball tools at rotaviz.com. Let's see. Uh, let's see what the chances look like for this squad based off of um, trends from the past few seasons. Even even admitting that, you know, the 2023 season appears to be headed for a, a totally different types of outcomes because ADP is so uh, radically different than prior years. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and start dialing in some things. Here sure. Today. So while Curtis does that, um, we will take a quick look at the way things went pick by pick first. So we started off Tyree kill, Jonathan Taylor, Mark Andrews, Joe Mixon, Justin Fields, Traylon Burks, Cam makers, Sutton, Lazard, Juju, Van Jefferson, Russell Wilson, Marvin Mims, Hodgins, Shakir, Trey McBride, Tyler Conklin. And we are assuming that Josh Cully will be available. 
Uh, if you look across the constructions in this league, uh, there was many drafters that went very different directions. We don't have any teams that went with two quarterbacks pretty early on in the draft. And um, we don't see any true zero RB teams. This was a very, va very balanced draft, I think, in terms of constructions that you could see. So we're going to be on the clock in seven seconds here. We will grab Josh Kelly to round this out, ending with that 2493 construction. All right, Dave. So I'm, I'm looking um, first at just some construction type stuff before we layer in you know, yep. certain players by certain rounds, you know, that type of thing. So if we just look at the, uh, let me clear out a couple of these actually, hold on. Yep. If we just look at the two, what is it? Two, four, nine, nine three. three. Yep. Construction, um, over the past couple of years uh, on underdog, we see that there was a, a playoff rate of 16.4% with it, which is just barely under expectation. There was a finals um, rate of 0.13%, which is above expectation. There were 17,000 uh, and some odd change teams drafted with this construction over the past two years with uh, 120. Um, let me see. Oh, that, that uh, average um, points in the regular season for the, this construction was um, 1,525. And then the average playoff uh, points for these teams were 118 semifinals 120 and finals 109 so the teams that did make it through the finals uh, on average did not perform well that's over the past two years if i look just at 2022 the finals advance rate actually improved to 0.15 percent uh, which is far ahead of expectation and um, these teams did pretty well in the playoffs and the semifinals averaging over um, 123 points per week in each of those scenarios so now, Dave, what's really cool about the underdog best ball roster construction explorer is we don't have to stop at just evaluating this build. Yep. You can layer in some filters on the round by round settings and say, hey, we took early QB here. We took early tight end here. We took, um, you know, our RB3 before round eight. So we can start looking at some different scenarios where, okay, we didn't just draft a 2493 team. Not all 2493 teams are created equal. Let's see how teams constructed uh with players in the rounds where we targeted them um performed and we're gonna we're gonna really shrink the number of drafts that match this so first let's just look at our adding a layer of qb1 with early qb so we selected justin fields in round five so we're gonna say teams that selected uh quarterback before round six this is where we start to get the results that we would like to see, Dave. So two, four, nine, three teams that just went to quarterback that took their first quarterback early, advanced to the playoffs 19.1% of the time, yep. to the semifinals 2.3% of the time, and to the finals 0.15% of the time. All three of those scenarios strongly ahead of expectations. Now let's add in QB2 uh, before round 13. Um, and we, we actually improve the playoff and semifinals rates and um, don't affect the finals rates there. So we executed a what we call a, a QB window strategy there with the first quarterback being elite. That really um, helps the upside for this team. I'm going to start evaluating the running back and wide receiver position, but if you want to react to those findings um, on our team so far, Dave, go ahead. Yeah, I think that that's pretty cool. Um, those are exciting um, um, findings there from you. And what I really like is how it kind of speaks to the fact that 
even within the confines of your number of players at each position, there's still a lot of avenues that you can do to increase uh, the win rates that you would have and the you know potential for success of your team. Um, I think it's it's really key remembering that you need to consider in these drafts the spots where you're taking these specific positions in the context of the overall construction that you can have. Now, sure, 2023 looks like it's shaping up to be different than 2022 and 2021, but I think what it speaks to is in your mind, even if you're not like, okay, I need to get in this build the quarterback at round five, it's letting you know that there's a utility in having a prioritization of a quarterback in there. So be it if you go round four, round six, um, you know, that's another application to make a more global um, application of, of these types of tools to your overall uh, constructions and strategies. All right, Dave, this is where things get pretty exciting. Um, when you when you now say, okay, hey, we've got a two, four, nine, three team where we took early QB, uh, so a QB within the first five rounds, and then you also selected your running back three before round eight. I believe we took Acres in round seven. Is that correct? Uh, let me scroll down here. We took Acres in round seven. Yes, sir. Yes. So um, you see that twenty point five percent playoff advance rate, which is right in line um, with our research when we were looking at just the. Uh, quarterbacks in the tight end but we see a semifinals advance rate of 3.21 percent which is a, a full percentage point higher than we saw in the other um, query there and then a finals advance rate Dave of 0.24 percent which is enormous um, so you know that's that's real I mean one in 400 teams that had this construction advanced to the finals which is pretty awesome um, so that that's that speaks to you know, teams that are drafting running backs early and an elite quarterback early, you know, there's a path there. Um, if they, if they also drafted nine wide receivers again. So I, <laughs> you know, I, I want to re remind people that we're not just looking at what were the advance rates to each round of the playoffs. If you took certain players by certain rounds, all of this querying that we're doing is still within the confines of a two, four, nine, three construction. Right. So you don't, don't think that if I just take, my first three running backs before round eight and then continue to hammer running back that I'm going to have the same type of results that uh, the tool is returning here. Um, I'll query one more way with some of the wide receiver uh, data here, Dave, anything you want to add to the elite RB or the elite QB plus uh, three early RB uh, scenario that we just played out there. Well, I, I just think it, it plays into one of the things that we talked about in the past here, which is, when you're drafting, you draft like you are drafting, making the right decisions. Because in these builds, when they get to the playoffs and they have the opportunity to advance, they've got in there because you did make the right decisions. And that's why you see these teams having success once they do get to the playoffs. So there's a little bit of a bias built in there that these are the solid, the strong teams that make it to that point. And then they have a lot of success at that point carrying forward, which underscores the concept of here of if you start trying to execute these builds you have to see them all the way through you can't kind of chicken out at the end if you do that you defeated a lot of the utility that you had with the prior decisions that you made all right dave so i have now adjusted specific to our roster so you know all the other queries that we've done you know they yielded you know a couple thousand teams worth of results and you know those results were really strong when i get down to exactly what we did in this draft so three running backs before round eight a quarterback before round six, 
our wide receiver one in the first round. I think that is a really key data point for this team is that mm-hmm. you're not just wait, you're not going zero wide receiver. We went anchor wide receiver. That's a big difference there. And then also going early tight end with a, uh, a tight end before round um, six. Only 50 teams drafted uh, in the, the past couple of years like this. 30% playoff advance rate, Dave. Wow. 4%, 4% semifinals advance rate and 2% finals advance rate. So one of these squads did, you know, 50 teams. So, you know, the math's pretty easy to do here. Of those 50 teams, um, 15 of them went to the playoffs. Uh, two of them went to the semifinals and one of them went to the finals. So I like those chances. It seems like we drafted a, not a total unicorn, but this isn't a construction plus ADP selection uh, scenario. The, the, the particular chemistry of this team is a little bit difficult to pull off, and we were able to do that. And these teams scored huge in the finals, Dave. Hundred, They averaged 134 points in the semifinals. So that's pretty exciting. You know, this was really fun. I do want to re- uh, remind the listeners, if you haven't uh, thrown your hat into Best Ball Mania 4 yet, I mean, I'm not really sure what you're waiting for, but there's a $3 million grand prize this year. Um, if you want to check it out, we have tons of content on the site, lots of podcasts on this topic. Dave and I, Sean and uh, Calm, Sean and Ben, lots of different combinations of people doing these drafts. You can check out underdogfantasy.com. And if you sign up today and use promo code ROTOVIZ, we'll match your $100 deposit. So for 100 bucks, you could get eight entries um, once we give you uh, your $100 with that promo code ROTOVIZ. You get eight entries for the cost of four into a tournament for a $3 million grand prize. Um, and then, you know, going the other direction. So if you're just listening to Rotoviz Radio and you're like, man, this tool that Dave and Curtis are talking about on rotoviz.com is awesome. I want to be able to study, you know, the relative uh, likelihood of success of my team um, that I just drafted. It's a tool called the Underdog Best Ball Roster Construction Explorer. It's available to all rotoviz.com subscribers. And if you use code underdog at rotoviz.com, uh, and sign up for a one month sub, uh, subscription, you get 50% off. So two ways to save and play underdog best ball mania for Dave, anything you want to add as we conclude the episode here? Uh, the final thing I would say at the very least, just get one entry into these contests and just give yourself a chance. You know, one entry, you're probably not expecting you're going to win the whole thing, but it's a hell of a lot of fun to just follow throughout the season and track. These drafts are super fun to do. Um, I think that also understanding the relative success of these teams and these different type of bills not only applies to best ball, it can also help you get a better context for your redraft teams going through and drafting these best ball teams just kind of sharpens you up for when your redraft drafts come around fun time of year. Uh, A lot of great tools at rotoviz.com. Definitely go and get that subscription. Head over to FFPC after head over to underdog and you're going to have a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.